Welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast, coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Wall 23 is our CHGO White Sox community leader. I am your host. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. Uh, Sarah Fichter is our producer. Hi. Hello. Um... And it's a big day because uh, obviously we're going to continue giving out grades. You know, people have always just been waiting in anticipation. What's <laughs> the right fielder grade? Uh, oh, boy. Well, you wow. can't wait to tell you. Uh, and I got historical information to tell you how bad uh, right field has been. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll talk about the new bullpen coach or reported new bullpen coach, uh, the Athletics Ken Rosenthal and Sam Blum are reporting that uh, a member of the former uh, Angels staff will be joining the White Sox staff in 2024. Uh, We'll let you know their name and their history. Uh, And then where we'll start today and why there's a crown on our typically crownless 2005. uh, Is is that a trophy? Championship trophy slash parade route. That, you know, if you plug it in, it Mem- memorabilia will move around. Yeah, Pla- I don't know how to describe the thing. It used to it's the, the old where. commissioner's trophy, which they used to give out for the championship. Which I don't think they give out this type of commissioner's trophy anymore. What do they give out? A similar one, but not uh, the same as the one they gave out in 2005. Okay, well, it's just if a, I remember correctly. But they posted a throw the throwback photo when I hold, held that trophy uh, on Twitter today uh, at ch underscore sports. Um, the, so you got the kind of pennant flags around, kind of it goes radially upwards. I don't know how to describe that. Mm-hmm. And then you got the skyline in the middle. You got the parade of all the White Sox guys celebrating, uh, going on like a little track. And then you got on the side uh, describing uh, game one, game two, game three, game four, five, three Sox, uh, seven, six Sox, seven, five Sox, and then one nothing Sox, uh, which happened today, 18 years ago. Uh, and the Sox became uh, World Series champions in 2005. Uh, what, 11 and one that year in the postseason and breaking an 88 year streak. Um, what's the lasting memory, I guess? Or, like, what's the thing that, you know, if you had to show one person one thing from the 2005 series or season to describe the team, what would you show? Like, what one moment describes 2005 to you? Um, hmm. Just, I would say the El Duque Three, he was bases loaded, came in with no outs versus Boston in Boston, up 2-0 in the ALDS. So this is the reigning champion Boston Red Sox who had come back from 0-3 versus the Yankees in the ALCS the year before to win that and then eventually win the World Series. So as a White Sox fan, being up two games to none versus the Red Sox when they just did what they did last year, the year before that, it was nerve-wracking, and they were like, oh, here come the Red Sox with the bases loaded. They didn't have great hitters coming up. I think Tony Graffinino was one of them, former White Sox great. Um, Veritek, Graffinino, and I think Johnny Damon were the people, and El Duque was a last-minute decision by Ozzie Guillen to put him into the into the uh, playoff roster because he had faith in him. He hadn't had a good year. His uh, ERA, I think, was in the fives, but... He wanted Duque there for the experience, Orlando Hernandez. Um, and he came in, got the pop-up from Graffinino, got the pop-up, I think, from 
Veritek on the infield and then struck out Johnny Damon on a 3-2 count, I believe it was, in the dirt to get out of a jam, and the White Sox went on to clinch the AL's uh, DS series right there to much to the chagrin of Chris Berman, who was doing the play-by-play for that game, and every chance the White Sox got something good or the Boston Red Sox got something bad. Oh, no, my Red Sox! He was lamenting on the air so bad, and so it was good. That was the resiliency of that team. Everything that could go right went right for that team. As I said before, they barely had any injuries. Frank Thomas was a big one because when he was playing, he had 12 home runs in his brief time that he did play, but he was out for the year. But everybody else, for the most part, was like pretty much slightly above average or slightly below average, but everything they did was just perfect. 99 wins during the regular season, 11-1 and during the playoff run, which just went by like a blur. As you said, uh, 3-0 and versus the Red Sox, 4-1 and versus the Angels, and then 4-0 and versus the Astros. Uh, 2005, uh, Frank Thomas was like, if Kyle Schwarber played 34 games, yes. uh, had a 219 batting average, but a cool 590 slugging. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he had a still, uh, even though he had a 315 on base percentage and a batting average of 219, uh, his OPS was still in the 900s because, um, what, he had nine, oh, 23 hits and uh, 15 of them were extra base hits. Yes. That's normal. Frank Thomas was that dude, even though he wasn't that productive in the, you know, the whole year, but the times that he played, man. Home runs are plenty. Could even say he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you could, he you could say that. Um, and th- like from the beginning, I think they won the first game. One to nothing, I believe it was. They won the first game. The ALDS game? Or no, no, the first game of the year. I oh. think versus the, the Indians at the time. They won the first game after the second half started. One to nothing, I believe. And they won the last game. They played in the World Series. One to nothing. And Freddie Garcia, what can you say about the Rock, Freddie Garcia, he was just so solid that year. Man, that pitching staff was just unbelievably good with not any great superstars, even though Jose Contreras from like the middle of 05 until the middle of 06 was just unhittable with his forkball. And then where was the other one? Nothing. So opening day, I believe game the, four, the game after the the all-star game started. So the all-star break and then the game after that, I believe that could be correct. But if it's not, that's it might be a yeah. little mistake. Yeah. Uh, you talked about the forkball from Jose Contreras. Uh, uh, one nothing. I don't know if it was a complete game shutout for him, but he got the win. Uh, one nothing against Cleveland. Uh, Mark Burley uh, on opening day. Uh, not sure if he went the full. Burley went. went eight innings, and our Burley. guy Burley. Shingo Takatsu closed out the game. Uh, and got the save, but Burley went eight innings in opening day, two hits allowed, uh, one walk, five strikeouts, and then the game after the All-Star break at the Jake, uh, Jose Contreras went uh, seven innings, three hits, three stri- uh, three walks, seven strikeouts, uh, and then Cliff Polite with uh, an inning uh, to get the hold, Damaso Mar- Marte with a hold, and then Dustin Hermanson. Hermanson. Uh, and- Those two guys you read about, with the save. Shingo Tukatsu and Dustin Hermanson, both they were injured by the end of the year, which ushered in well, a guy we're going to mention a little later, Bobby Jenks, coming to the team and being the, the big bastard that he was. Yes. And got the job done. And then what I want to go to, and you, you already brought up the, the sweaty Freddie Garcia uh, game four game, uh, but I don't know if I want to talk about, I mean, like, if I had to use a moment, I guess I would use a drunken 
Mark Burley oh. coming out in game three to get the save, uh, to get one out, three pitches. Uh, of course, he's throwing strikes when he's coming into the game. Um, but Burley, in those four games, 23 and a third innings, 20 hits allowed, one walk. Uh, he gave up two homers, but he was Mark Burley, 347 ERA, uh, made three starts of seven innings, nine innings, and seven innings. And that's why the White Sox were so dominant was because that bullpen could be as fresh as possible. They were going in for two innings or uninning at a time and each game they could have a guy that you know if we're using an MLB the show reference they always had that 100% energy meter because you know their starting pitcher put them in a fantastic spot to go out and dominate um and and Mark Burley too I mean in game three I mean he wasn't a reliever but shit I mean when else was he gonna pitch he wasn't gonna start again they knew they were gonna end this in four so uh you know he was fantastic and obviously you know there was 14 innings deep but uh uh, you know, I mean, Mark Burley's my guy. I'm, I'm mad that we couldn't get the bobblehead out there, but I mean, he's closed out the game uh, in game three, and uh, you know, got, I think he ended up getting the win in game two. Uh, so he he was massively important uh, all throughout that uh, that year, and obviously he's best pitcher of of that generation. Oh yeah, like if we're judging White Sox pitchers in my lifetime. I mean, I think Chris Sale, of course, is the better pitcher, but my favorite White Sox pitcher of all time, Mark Burley, of course. Like, there's nothing better about that story. He's 38th round pick, and he pretty much spent very little time in the minors and came up here and did work. He was on the, I think he was on the 2001 team and on. I think maybe even got picked up on the 2000 team a little bit. So he was just consummate professional. We already talked about his Hall of Fame credentials. 14 years of 200 innings or more. Missed the 15th year by like two and a third innings his last year with Toronto. And so he is pretty steady. You will not see another Mark Burley as long as you live. As a guy with stuff that wasn't premium, but he knew how to place it. And he got the job done with the low 90s fastball, changeup curveball, etc. And uh, not only uh, did he pitch in the 2000 regular season, he also made an appearance in the 2000 postseason uh, when the White Sox took on uh, Seattle. Uh, he, he got, a, what, faced three batters? Uh, it was, a, what, a third of an inning, uh, two hits allowed, one strikeout, but didn't allow a run. They lost that game 2-5. to five. Um, Early, yes. I, I don't know if I, I – I don't know if – do I need to bring up – if Chris Sale is better than Mark, Mark Burley, do I need to even like entertain that? He's a By better war? overall pitcher than Mark Burley, but I don't he's know. A be, if he's he's a, a more dominant pitcher. Yeah, but still, Burley forty-eight point nine WAR. So this is since two thousand uh, when he made it his debut. Forty-eight point nine WAR with the Sox. Chris Sale thirty point one. Okay. So again, I mean, cumulative. I would say Burley's the more decorated pitcher. Yes. But yeah, Chris I mean, Sale will never get his number retired by the White Sox. Well, While he, he it, might he, be a Hall of Famer eventually. He cut it up. I mean, four yeah. also. I mean, if you look at it that there. way, I mean, isn't nine retired, right? Because that was Minnie's number? Yeah. So, I mean, if you cut it up, four's retired for Louie, nine's retired for Minnie. Put it's it together, funny. Chris Sale. Boom. Um, all right. <laughs> so, let's go into some news, though, about the, the 2005 team. Uh, Bobby Jenks. Uh, is now the new field manager of the Windy City Thunderbolts. So out in Crestwood, uh, go get your season tickets. I think their season starts in May. Yep. Uh, Bobby Jenks will be their new manager. I know this might be a surprise to some, but he was in the Score Studios. I think like what was that two years two ago? Years I think ago? we were still working there. Yeah, I was. Um, and uh, 
he talked about his journey because uh, there, uh, you know, there was a time I think after he retired uh, where he went through a painkiller addiction, uh, and he I know there's a quote on Wikipedia saying that he was taking like upwards to 60 pills a day, um, had two. DUIs, uh, and he's turned his life around since. Uh, I think he's remarried his wife, and they have five kids. Um, and it looks like he's made a successful transitioning into managing, mm-hmm. and it seems like a great thing for him to come back to a city that has no problem embracing former White Sox, especially it, ones that were on the 2005 team. Exactly, and I think uh, his one year out there in Grand Junction for the um, got Grand Junction uh, independent team. He was the manager of the year of that of that league. So he brings chops too. Like not only getting named the manager of the Windy City Thunderbolts, but he's actually pr- kind of good in his one year there in Grand Junction. So I'm excited to have that guy start his new chapter here in the Chicagoland suburbs. And hopefully that leads into more work with the actual uh, parent club, the White Sox. So, because you know, the White Sox use a lot of people who have pitched or played for them in the past, and I don't know why Bobby Jinks can't be that. If he's going to be moving to the area, it's going to be a Windy City Thunderbolt manager. Might as well, you know, finish your season or do a couple seasons there, like an apprenticeship, and then see if you can have some room for the White Sox. Was, damn, he's already gotten one job, and you're already giving him a promotion. Hey, man, mercy. Windy well, um, City Thunderbolt's all good. I love it. <laughs> But I know Bobby probably has uh, aspirations for the big league. And it looks like he might be on that track if he keeps on winning uh, managers of the year. Hey, we'll, we'll see. Um, Alex Jones will be, uh, not that Alex Jones, uh, will be joining the uh, staff as hitting coach um, <laughs> with, with Bobby Jenks. And uh, the new staff replaces uh, former manager Rick, Richie Sexton, who, I don't know, is that, thank you. Uh, yes, Mark Burley. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, I don't know. Is that Ri- is that Richie Sexton? I don't know how many Richie Sexons there. That are. Richie Sexton, the the former Brewer. No, no, no. Oh, I guess this is no, not not Sexton. This is. Oh no, yeah, no. I guess it's yeah. No, that's same Richie Sexton. Big, yeah, because he was the former Thunderbolts manager. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. Bobby Jenks is replacing him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Richie Sexton, yeah, he used to strike out all the time. He was skinny, tall dude, but he used to hit tanks. Yeah, he did like a 600-foot home run. Yeah, and then strike out all the rest of the time. So there you go. Flip it. You know, if the batters are striking out too much, maybe we focus on the pitcher striking out, guys. Uh, but uh, Jenks will make his debut on May 9th. Uh, the Bolts will play host to the Evansville Otters uh, at Ozinga Field, and that's uh, out in Crestwood. So uh, make sure you're supporting local baseball. Have make you been sure out there? You're supporting uh, the Frontier League. I uh, not only I, I've been employed by the Windy City Thunderbolts. Oh, wow. um, not only did I used to produce radio games for them uh, through WXAV. Shout out Cougars, uh, our uh, college radio station uh, used to produce their games. I think you know not every single game, but like fifty Thunderbolts games are on the radio, and you could listen to that at eighty-eight point three FM if you're in the area, um, and listen to our guy Terry Bonadonna. Um and that was normal. I mean, that just per- got me ready for Cubs producing. Yes. So, I mean, that was really good life experience. The first time I started working with the Thunderbolts, it was with concessions. And I was just like, oh, I, it's my first, it was my first job ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking for something to get me into broadcasting. And I was like, oh, this baseball team's close by should be cool. Yeah. My office was a 
basically a just uh, a, and this is no bash to the Thunderbolts, but it was you know a concrete like basically cell yeah. with no windows, and it was just our job to like make sure that if the concession stands ran out of popcorn, we would be bringing them kernels. They ran out of like you know pop, soda, pop syrup, whatever. We would be running that over. Uh, so basically, I was just like a, a gopher, a con- yeah, a concession runner. Yeah. Um, and before the season started, uh, after two weeks of being on the payroll, I quit. So uh, never did a game. Uh, I don't think I can actually call myself an employee. And uh, Jewel came a calling, and uh, I went to Jewel Hosco instead. The Jewels. So God bless. Love you, Thunderbolts. Uh, but a lot, a lot of fun. That, that stadium's fun. Uh, you know, it's it's very easy to get to. They got a big parking lot. Uh, so hey, go uh, visit Bobby Jenks, and uh, maybe the Windy City Thunderbolts uh, can turn things around under uh, Bobby Jenks. And like you said, uh, uh, get a manager of the year. And maybe you know, you know, eighteen years later, I guess it'd be. At next year, it'll be 19, 19 years later. But 19 years later, bring more hardware to the city. Uh, so uh, shout out to uh, the Windy City Thunderbolts, and uh, congrats to Bobby Jenks uh, for coming back to the city. Uh, so uh, we will talk more about 2005, maybe, uh, after the break. Let's let people know, though, about our friends over at Empire Today. Herb, what's the actual jingle? 588-2300. Empire Today. No one... Nobody in here sang the Empire song. They're not Ridiculous even listening. People. Yeah. They're hard at work. Working and such. What's, What's up, hers? Jim? Just leaving us hanging? Um, nope, you didn't sing it. You missed it. Uh, See, we got Jim singing it. Yeah. With Empire Today, you get shop-at-home convenience, the right products for your needs, and quick and professional installation at a price match guarantee. They are the professionals, especially if you are uh, a new homeowner, if you are looking to maybe uh, remodel your home. uh, They are a one-stop shop uh, for everything that you need. They will get you set up with uh, not only the right products, but the right people to work with. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring, so of course they have copy hats, but those copycats can't be them on quality, service, speed, and even though they may advertise low quality uh, products, uh, or, or so those other places yeah. uh, would advertise uh, low quality products uh, that Empire wouldn't carry. Uh, Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does uh, is putting in flooring that isn't flooring that they should be putting in their home regardless. Empire is going to give you quality products and quality service. Schedule a free home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply and see empiretoday.com slash CHGO uh, for details. Um, but they are incredible. Again, uh, shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. They are local. You've been seeing their co- uh, commercials for over 25 years. Um, that Your friendly guy who was in the barbershop. Lynn. Quartet. I mean, you you know Empire. Uh, they have been a trusted brand in Chicago for years, and they are a one-stop shop. Uh, so, again, if you are a new homeowner, if you are looking to remodel your home, uh, call Empire today and schedule a free home estimate today at uh, empiretoday.com slash CHGO and use promo code CHGO uh, for a 30, $350 off discount uh, when you use promo code CHGO. Uh, Herb, next at read. CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. This one right here I have in my hand. Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster includes Oktoberfest, the Beer Hug Family, 312 Weed Ale, which I'm usually drinking on the set. But today, I checked out the Full Pocket Pills. Delicious. It's the everyday beer, what the brewers are drinking. Sean, 
Herb, what is your favorite beer right now? The next one. I, that's a great, great answer. And the events with Goose Island, as of course, we have one more scheduled tailgate with the CHGO Bears, and it is this, no, next Thursday's November 9th uh, tailgate versus the Carolina Panthers. The night game, Thursday night, a couple days after my birthday. So come on out, drink some Goose Island free. If you get tickets to the CHGO tailgate, go to allchgo.com right now and get yourself some tickets and or you can become part of the Die Hard program and get 20% off of that tailgate. Grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. I've been to the Fulton Market one more times than I uh, than uh, that just that one time that we went for the commercial that we shot awesome place you should go there just after work having a good beer having a good little snacks they have more extensive beer roster at the actual places than the uh stores you can go to and, and you could try out uh, all their you know kind of craft kind of their uh yeah. what's it called Ar- artisanal the, you know what, what the you, saison beer i tried out one time it was uh, the mescal saison um you know when we when people are saying you know I think it started with you know, let Russ cook. Yes. Right. You know, let Goose Island cook. And yes. that's where they cook. You know, and it's fresh, exactly. ultra fresh. It's right, right there, there in the brewery. Um, all right. So Herb, mm-hmm. I don't know if we should do this or not. If you don't I know, then up, let's do it then. I Well, I brought up the idea of naming yep. all of the 2005 Chicago White Sox. Okay. But I can't find one. That has, like, it's like name every player that ever played for the 2003 or 2023 White Sox. Yeah. You know, we did that. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. All right, cool. All right. 37 people played for the White Sox in 2005. Again, there weren't a ton of injuries. I would like you to name every single one of them. That's tough. You got seven minutes. Seven minutes. Damn, that's tough. All right, let's go first. Uh, Catcher AJ Brzezinski. Okay. First base, Paul Konerko. Okay. Second base, Tadahito Aguchi. Third base, Joe Creedy. It, it's not taking Konerko. All right, this was a horrible idea. Okay. to laugh. See, this is why we... It's fine. Oh, no, okay, all right, all right. I think you have to actually type in... Konerko. The actual full names. I'm not going to be able to spell Tadahito off the dome. Uh, uh, Gucci. Yeah. Um, Juan Uribe, I could spell. Yeah, Juan Uribe, he's a shortstop. I mean... You can, you can keep I going. I keep on going? Yeah, I got you, I got you. Right field is Jermaine Dye. Okay. Center fielder is Aaron Rowan. Okay. Left fielder is Scott Potsednik. Okay. And left fielder, Scott Potsednik. Um, the designated hitter was Frank Thomas at a point. Then it became uh, the guy who doesn't believe in dinosaurs, Carl Everett. Um, and why? I mean, like. I don't know why I didn't believe in dinosaurs. but Actually. Yeah, he didn't. Because he said the, the dinosaurs weren't in the Bible, so. There was no such thing as dinosaurs. They weren't in the Bible? They were not in the Bible. Um, just what, what? dumb thinking. Um, but Mookie Betts says, um, not Mookie Betts, Mookie Wilson said something like, um, oh, when I stop believing in myself, I, I think about dinosaurs and I believe in them. So if I believe in them, somebody believes in me and I start believing in myself. 
when I'm in a slump, I comfort myself by saying, if I believe in dinosaurs, then somewhere, somewhere they must believe, be believing in me. And if I believe in me, then I can believe in me. Oh, if they believe in me, then I can believe in me. Yes. And I bust out of it. That was go. Mookie Wilson, but Tower Ever did not believe in dinosaurs. Both good baseball players. Yes. Regardless of their thinking. No, exactly. Um, Pablo Azuna. Okay. Who is Marcelo Azuna's cousin, I believe. Okay. Um, well, that actually helped me with the spelling. I wasn't sure if it was an S or a Z. And yes. it's a Z's cousin. It's a Z. All right, let me go to the pitching staff. Burley, okay. Garland, Contreras, Garcia. I don't know. Can't believe I'm missing the last guy. It's probably the best one. Um, which one? I said Burley, Garland, Garcia, Contreras. Why am I flanking on the fifth guy? Don't tell Just me. Just go this. to the bullpen. All right, Jenks, Polite, Cots. Uh, Marte, Viscaino, point. Uh, Damaso, Marte. Marte. Okay, Luis Viscaino. Oh my God, I can't spell. Yeah. Which is the only reason why this is hurting you. How's life, Herb? No, oh, life's good. Okay, that's good. Just trying to think of the fifth pitcher for the White Sox starting I'm rotation. I'm just trying to learn well, how to spell Luis Vizcaino. Well, it could be Brandon McCarthy, who was on that team, started a couple games. Could be. I'll, I'll try it in but a second. He, he, was, he was on that team, but he wasn't in the playoff roster, I don't believe. Um, Nobody counts, though, so you're yes. good. Uh, you got 19-37. to 37. Um, Did you say Dustin Hermanson? Uh, well, we said earlier. Hermanson, Shingo Takatsu. Polite. Polite. Oh, I didn't get Shingo. Yeah, Shingo Takatsu. He was, those two were the start or the starting relievers, uh, closers at the beginning of the year. I mean, I, Jerry, Jerry, try Neil Cots. Yeah, yeah, Cots was there. Yet okay. them, him and Polite had career years and never ever got close to that again. Um, we love him for it. Yeah, Willie Harris scored the winning run of the game four. I don't think you said number twenty four. If that helps, uh, I said Joe Greedy. Well, I've just, we didn't, actually, okay. we didn't have them down. So okay, did. I said it because I went to, from, you were having troubles. I went from first, second, then third, then I was going to go to shortstop. Um, 14th inning. Jeff Blum. Oh, how do I spell Jeff? G-O-G-E-O-F-F. Are they not counting Jeff Blum? I mean, he Are was. Are you kidding me? He was on the roster. He had to be what? on the roster to hit that home run. All right, this well, this is a, just a fake quiz. This was a waste of our time. This is a waste of the viewers' time. Just hit the give up and All see right, what it was. We're going to give up. We got 24 out of 37. Uh, come on, Timo. Come on, Timo. Timo! Uh, the man who, what, he, maybe Ross Glow didn't hit the longest home run. That's uh, I'm thinking of Joe Borchard. Joe Borchard. Oh, Joe Borchard's on the list, too. There you go. Ross Glow and Joe Borchard. Uh, El Duque, we mentioned him. I typed in Jeff Blum. They wanted me to get Je- Jeff Blum and Jamie Burke, both who wore 27. Okay. So we had to get both Jeff Blum and Jamie Burke in the same answer. Backup which catcher, s- Jamie Burke. Seems stupid. Who, I think his getting run over caused the 2005 team to form itself because... Carlos Lee did not retaliate and take out the guy at second base versus the Twins. And so at the end of the year, Kenny and uh, Ozzy were like, that guy can't be on our team, which was Carlos Lee, who had an awesome 2004. They traded him to Milwaukee. If that trade was made today, people would absolutely trash the White Sox. You mentioned- Carlos Lee in his prime for a, a base-stealing Scott Pazednik and a reliever in Luis Vizcaino. They would have trashed that move. 
worked out. Oh, it worked out perfectly. Um, hey, I mean, the White Chris Sox Whitney. might... But if, if the White Sox trade Aloy for, like, a defensive guy and, like, a setup guy this year, I don't know if I hate it. I mean, that's probably in the plans. If they get a guy that can throw him, like, 100 innings and a guy that can steal, like... 30 bases and get on time get on base at least more than 300 330% of the time or 33% of the time like we'll be good and that might be the perfect uh, analogy because Aloy while hasn't had the year or the career that Carlos Lee had up until 2004 will go somewhere else and have the year that or the career that Carlos Lee did have when he left the White Sox in Milwaukee Houston and other places because he absolutely tormented the Cubs, and being in the NL Central for so long, it was a very good time for uh, Carlos Lee. His numbers were all good. So, real quick, uh, I did like AJ's joke, and I just got it. Uh, he said, Yelich is drinking that. You said the Brewers. It's the Brewers' choice. You good also job, mentioned AJ. Milwaukee with the Carlos here with Lee us. thing. You're here with um, us. He is here with us. Um, but he also got the next guy, uh, Chris Widger at 36. I feel like we could have gotten Widger. Backup catcher, yes. Um, John Adkins. Oh, I would never have got that. New Northwestern baseball coach, Brian Anderson. He's the full coach because they fired yeah. that other guy? Mm-hmm. No, right. it's Brian West, uh, Brian Anderson. Uh, and then uh, here are the names that I don't think we would have gotten. So I don't think we would have gotten a complete uh, I'm going to be mad when ace. you say these names. Raul Casanova? Nope. Backup catcher. Jeff Bajarinu? Bajanero. Yeah, Bajanero. Yes. Jeff Bajanero, yes. Uh, Kevin Walker? Nope. Pedro Lopez? No. David Sanders. No. Okay. That was, that was it? Yeah, I would have never got those people. I don't know how many games those guys played uh, together, but... Uh, they have a ring. Never, yeah, they do have a Somewhere ring. Somewhere Jeff Bajanero was flashing that <laughs> ring to all his friends and family. Where do you think Jeff Bajanero is hanging out? Probably like in Arizona Jeff, somewhere Jeff selling uh, selling insurance. He's Jeff, an American coach. Jeff Bajanero. Ooh. I mean, hey, salesman. No, I mean, hey, I, I honestly think that we might actually. Did I get him? I think I think we can. We might be able to be able to reach out to Jeff Bajanero. Let's go. Call him. Oh, he's no, he's a Diamondbacks minor league pitching coach. Maybe he comes over with uh, Josh Barfield. Maybe. Hey, maybe. Um, hey, he's gonna get another ring. Look at that. Um, at least at least the NL Central, you know, uh, <laughs> CS ring. They give out those, I believe. Uh, let's take a. Uh, quick break and then we'll jump into uh 2023 news uh we got or i guess 2023 is the year mm-hmm. this guy won't be a coach until 2024 but the white Sox got a new bullpen coach yes and uh, then we got report cards for the right fielders want to let you know about our friends over at giraffe king sportsbook yes. the nba is back basketball's back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings Parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger par- uh, basketball wins, string together multiple bets from the same game, or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code CHGO. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Oh, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nate. 
Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void Ontario, void in Ontario, bonus bets expires 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball ter- or basketball terms. Uh, we do a baseball podcast. Yes. Basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and apply responsible gambling resources. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season, no matter where you are in your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering, in-store pickup, and a great transparency loyalty program, the Sunnyside Rewards. Illinois' favorite dispensary, my favorite, is course in Wrigleyville. It's right by the house, right on Clark Street. Easy in, easy out. I've been to the one in uh, River North. That's where my latest. No, actually, I went to the Clark one subsequently then. So I've been I've been a multiple times, guys. I'm a Sunnyside fan. And my favorites, their house of brands. Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply, Floracal, Wonder, or Remini, as I've already told you. My favorite, the Fridays from the Good News folks. Through October 31st, spooky season, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or Illinois med card holder. Okay, so we're going to go into report cards first because it's bad. We just talked about something good, 18th anniversary of the White Sox winning the World Series. Yay! And then we're going to talk about right field being a disaster. And then we're going to talk about something that I think I could put a silver lining on. Uh, So we'll get into it. Um, Let's jump into right field. And we are grading Oscar Colas and Gavin Sheets. And we made it easy on Sarah because they actually got the same grades. Exact same grade. On offense, they got an F. On defense, they got an F. And overall, they got an F. They got an F. They got an F. Consistent. Yeah. Um, They suck. And they have sucked. Herb, I have a fun little game. Yes. And it's it's actually not fun. Uh, In 2018, the White Sox right fielders were worth uh, a batting run value of negative 11.2. In 2019, they were worth negative 36.9. In 2020, negative 7.3. 2021, negative 10.9. 2022, 3.8. Ooh. I didn't say negative. And in 2023, negative 19.8. There we go. We're back. And uh, <laughs> Herb, Yep. you know what this means? They haven't fixed right field since 2017. Well, yeah. But yeah. Hey, you got it. Uh, since 2018, the White Sox right field has been worth a negative 82.4 batter run value. The team with the 29th worst batter run value from right field is the Pittsburgh Pirates with negative 51.9. So there is a 31 value run value difference between the 29th team, and the last place team. (laughs) The White Sox have not figured out right field in any sense, any shape of that word. They have been failing. Big time. And I want you, it's not that hard, really, to fix right field. The other team I root for is the San Diego Padres. They had a failing shortstop who also did steroids, so he had to sit out a couple days. He went to right field. And instantly was a great fielder. Won the Fielding Bible uh, gold glove already. His name, 
Fernando Tatis Jr. Who did he, he play for before the uh, Padres? He played for the White Sox oh. organization. Okay. All right, there are a hundred. Let me give you a game, Sean. There are a hundred and two people, according to Fangraphs, that played right field in the major leagues in 2023. A hundred and two? A hundred and two played at least a game, I guess. What is number one would be a Ronald Acuna in F4, 83 or 8.3. Same thing with Mookie Betts. Where would you say in 102 people, Oscar Colas and Gavin Sheets would be ranked on that list? 102 and 101. You're close. One is 101 and the other is 100. The only outfielder, right fielder that was worse than those two was Oscar Gonzalez from the Guardians. He was a negative 1.5 F4. Oscar Colas was a negative 1.3. And Gavin Chiefs was a negative 1.4. So even if we (laughs) judge them on a, did it like, hey, these are rookies. These are young players. Give them a break. No, they were bad, bad. Like they were the worst players in the White Sox by far. They were the last players. Like if you just go F4, Worst players on the White Sox. And then they were the worst players except for one right fielder in the whole entire league, back-to-back. And then in defense, it doesn't get better. Fernando Tatis was number one in defensive run saved. These two guys were 223 and 226 with a negative four and a negative six or negative five uh, defensive run saved uh, in right field. It's not that hard. Right field is not that hard, especially when you have a center fielder that's so damn good. And especially in, in a guaranteed rate, which is a right field that's not that hard. It's a pretty standard. Walls there, no jutting out, anything. So for them to have this bad of a right field is an indictment on the organization, firstly, and the players. I like would, Oscar Colas, they had all the faith in the world that he was going to lock down this job. And they forgot that he's immature and can't play baseball. I think the only way that they actually fix right field is if one of them actually gets indicted. <laughs> like, if Jerry Reinsdorf gets indicted, they might figure out right field. I mean, they fired Rick and Kenny, so maybe that's a step. Maybe that's an indictment. But, like, I feel like they actually, we actually need to indict them. <laughs> hey, I'm in. If it changes Stupid. the team, I'm in. Um, Sorry, Jerry. I want to go to Peyton's super chat. Thank you, Peyton, for the super chat. $5 super chat. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button if you haven't already. But Peyton says, uh, what's the grade for the GOAT? Trace Thompson. Everybody, let's class it. clap at Trace Thompson. Ooh. Clapping at Trace Thompson. Hey, let's clap at Trace Thompson. Uh, everyone got an F, right? It was F for offense, defense, and overall. Yes. Uh, Trace Thompson's... Uh, OPS plus with the White Sox, 36 games? 478. OPS plus. Oh, plus. Um, 68. Honestly, I'm going to give you a, a pat on the back for your, your OPS guess, what you said, 468 or something yeah. like that. 493. So pretty, I mean, you were like... <laughs> yeah, hey, there you go. Right 0.03 percent off. Uh, 37 OPS plus. Ooh. <laughs> with the White Sox. Oh, that's we were 82 OPS plus with the Dodgers. And for somehow, some reason, when he went to a worse team with worse coaching, uh, that went down by about 50%. Um, so, Trace Thompson, <laughs> we're going to give him an A for trying because it wasn't his fault that he, he he ended up here. Man, what a bad thing for Trace Thompson. He's like chilling, enjoying his time on a casual August day or July day. Just like, ah, oh, man, I'm just going to be on the Dodgers. I'm going to get a ring. We're going to win this uh, division. Nope. 
You're going back to the White Sox. No! I already escaped there twice. Stop sending me back to these bitches. And why are we trading for him? Why? Why do we trade for him? And hey, real quick, uh, I just it says uh, let's celebrate uh, their first super chat on the live stream. So that's uh, Peyton's first ever super chat, and he did it with us. Thank you, Peyton. Look at that. Thanks for trusting us. Peyton. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, okay. Um, Named after a great running back. Yes. What Sean running Payton. back was named Lowry. Sean Payton. Oh, Sean. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I love that Kevin James movie. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. It was horrendous to watch Oscar Colas and Gavin Sheets. And the thing is, I can't actually say that we will never see them again. Like, I, I just, we came into this year, and it's like, oh, Jake Berger and uh, Gavin Sheets are going to be one hell of a platoon. They even got a little nickname. They're buddies. And they're going to call each other Sugar. And we trade away the one guy that's d- good at baseball. Yes. And the other guy stinks and still played baseball the, the entire season like we cannot get rid of Gavin Sheets and I really I don't I don't want to say that because he's really friendly he seems really gregarious yes. seems like a you know a really a guy that's trying to make his major league dreams come true come sit but by us Gavin he's kind do of the show with us instead of playing for the White Sox yeah I, he kind of <laughs> sucks kind of sucks at baseball I mean I, kinda, I think we've seen enough of Gavin Sheets I have seen enough of Gavin Sheets maybe a, a change of scenery where he's on some other team maybe he can be the next Not guy no, you don't want that put on there? Maybe he can be the next Ryan O'Hearn. He goes from the White Sox to another team. Maybe he goes to the Royals, like Ryan O'Hearn went from the Royals to the Baltimore Orioles and became actually kind of good. Or what the White Sox think of him. Because the White Sox think that Gavin Sheets is one of the best players of all time. Because when Oscar Colas got sent down the first time, it was, oh, it's all Gavin Sheets right field. And then when he got sent out again, it's like, I got to see more Gavin Sheets. What are we doing? We've seen this movie already. This man is not good. He's 27 now, so he's not a spring chicken. He's been in the league for three years now. This is not getting better. He's not a right fielder. And he's not a left, left-handed left power hitter, despite what everybody says he is not he's got an ample opportunities to be that left-handed power stick that the white Sox want him to be and he, 10 home runs that's what he hit this year 10 that's all piss poor i kind of i like i get the ryan o'hearn mention because it's like you know a team fixed him yes um but I, I know there's some like certain stats that like ryan o'hearn was still like extremely good at with the royals I, I don't think there's anything good that Brian, I was going to call him Brian. Who's Brian? Um, I guess Ryan, uh, Ryan O'Hearn. But I don't think there's anything good that Gavin does. Like, I don't think there's anything fixable. I, I hope there is. I hope he has a great, you know, career or whatever. But, like, I, 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 I don't think that there's anything that he does that you can fix slash improve. I don't know I don't what his chase, good enough athlete. his chase shadow uh, waste thing is, but I remember him hitting high fastballs, especially one that was way out of the zone. Yeah, he hit hard. that one. He had like the highest pitch ever for yeah. a homer. Hard and fast and out of the ballpark. But 10, though, that's it. 10 home runs. And like you said, I'm trying to scour my mind and trying to be as fair and nice to Gavin Sheets as I possibly can. But yes, I don't know what he does well. <laughs> what do you do here? <laughs> like Oscar Colas. He has a rocket of an arm, and he loves to show it off. But also, his baseball IQ oh is God. very low, very low. And so that is not a good combination with great talent and 
no humility, no understanding of the game of where I should throw this damn ball instead of trying to get every guy who's advancing from first to third out. And when that just lets the guy who just got that hit to go easily to second. I'm glad you brought this up, Herb. And this is, I think this paints the picture of why I don't think that Gavin Sheets is the next Ryan O'Hearn. Okay. It's the heart and shadow. I mean, the chase and waste, he's plus 11 runs and plus seven runs. That's good. He can lay off balls. He, he can swing at uh, waste pitches uh, at a league average amount at 6%. I'm glad he can keep the bat on his shoulder. Here's what's concerning. Mm-hmm. In the heart and shadow. Oh, no. The heart of the plate. Those are the pitches you want to hit. Yes. Negative 15 How? runs. How? How? Negative 10 swung. Uh, Negative 10 swing runs. So if he's swinging at a ball at the heart of the plate, he is is bad. I, and the, yes, exactly. Rip, I'm, I'm, she's been real liberal with the sound effects. I like I it. I like it. It's been good. Uh, shadow, negative 14 runs. Uh, worth negative 13 swing runs. And those are where most of the strikes are coming from. The heart and the shadow. And he's not doing any damage with those balls. That should be major league players like, yeah, if you throw me a ball that's in the zone, I'm going to murder it. I'm going to get a hit. And he's terrible at it. How? I yeah. I mean, that, I've, I, and we've, I've looked at a lot of those stupid things, and I know they don't make sense to a lot of people, but that, that one makes so much sense to me as in the fact, like, if you want, like, that's just... Man, this guy's been really horrible to watch. He's been really bad at baseball. And if just seeing negative 15 in the heart, like, you don't see that. That's only for the special. <laughs> the special. Uh, yikes. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, let's take another break, and then uh, we'll wrap this up with uh, the newest White Sox. Uh, I want to let you know, though, about uh, our friends over at Chevy. You're in the market for a new or used vehicle. If you are, then we have some great news because our friends over at Ray Chevy in Fox Lake have joined the CHGO team. We've let you know about Ray Price's promise, but let's you know well, but let's let you know about the ray price promise that's more specific to uh ray chevy it's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership they found that in many cases with other dealers uh when you go in the price that you see online is not the price that you'll get at the dealership they'll be asking things like are you a recent college grad no are you active in the military i am not Herb, I don't think you're a farmer. No, I'm not. And in most cases, like Herb said, the answer will be no. And that's when other dealers will raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you do not qualify for. At Ray, using their Ray price promise, you, the price you see on Line is the price you pay for with no add-ons to the price ever. And in fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for which may make the price lower than you see online. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And right now, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their truck or treat savings event because 0% is back and now available on new Silverado trucks, the perfect tailgating vehicle. So come on into Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake and find the perfect vehicle uh, that you've been searching for. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com and check out the Ray Price Promise. Serving the community since 1963, find new roads. And Herb mentioned the Die Hard program already. He mentioned the tailgate that's happening on Thursday, November 9th. Uh, and if you are a Die Hard, you have access to our members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. You get a free shirt when you sign up to become a member. You get 20% off events like that. Uh, I know we're going to have an outing, I think, to, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think last year we had a 
I don't know. Now I, don't, I feel like I'm, I'm sick. We, we took people to the Bulls game, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? Um, so this season, I'm, I'm assuming we've got a Blackhawks. We've got a Blackhawks one on November 4th, okay, I believe. Cool. Yeah, okay. There's two Blackhawks events that are happening. November yeah. 4th, I still I think it's still available. The other one sold out. Yeah, the okay. Detroit one sold out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But you get 20% off diehards. Uh, so... Think about joining the CHGO Die Hard uh, program today. If you are a diehard, if you are looking for CHGO or uh, now I just abbreviate Chicago like that, uh, <laughs> Chicago sports coverage on a daily basis. We have podcasts and live shows on every team every day. Uh, when there's a Blackhawks game, we'll have pre and post game for you. When there's a Bulls game like last night, there'll be a pre and post game for you. Uh, Bears, we have so much coverage from the Bears, from pre-games to live watch-alongs to post-game shows. Uh, so make sure you're joining along. And again, the Die Hard program gives you rewards like 20% off to events. And at the next tailgate on November 9th, X-Golf will be giving away a twenty, uh, $200, not $20, uh, $200 gift certificate to any of their Chicagoland locations. Find the X-Golf nearest you at playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. Again, $200 gift certificate to any of the X-Golf Chicagoland locations and you can find the nearest one uh, near you at playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. Okay. Um, I did have a couple more notes on right field just using 2005 as a benchmark. Uh, since 2006, so like the 2006 season and on, uh, from 2006 to 2013, the White Sox were above average by weighted runs created plus uh, in right field. In 2014, a 103 rated runs created plus league average 107. Not egregious. No. You know, still, you know, above league average. I would for kill for that. Um, right? I would kill for that. 2015, 95 weighted runs created plus league average was 109. Uh, 2018, 88 weighted runs created plus league average was 108. 2019, 52 weighted runs created plus league average was 108. 2021, uh, 84 weighted runs created plus league average was 108. And 2023, 66 weighted runs created plus uh, league average was 105. So uh, since 2013, the White Sox have only had three seasons. 2016, 2017, and 2022, where their weighted runs created plus in right field has been above league average for that position, which is pathetic. And two of those three seasons were Avi Garcia. One was his all-star year in 2017. One was the 2016 year. And then he said 2022 was the other one. Oh, man. So it's been really, really bad. So what's AJ Pollock slash everybody else who played in 2022? It was basically Andrew Vaughn. Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets. Yeah. AJ Pollock played left played field. Played left field, yeah. So, um, it's as I said, it's not that hard to get a right fielder. Just get a center fielder that has a little power that can't catch as well as a regular center fielder and throw his punk ass in right field. The White Sox do the opposite. Like, we get a first baseman who can't play first base or has we have because we have too many of them. Just throw him in right I, field. He was terrible. And then he can't hit. I, let's At least get, do some hitting if you're in right field. Let's get a rookie that – one guy is going to get to look at in a batting cage in Miami, and he's going to walk in and say, you can't trade that guy. And let's compare him to Ben Zobrist, who God. is an all-time utility player, uh, what, a World Series MVP, yep. and by trade was an infielder. Yes. So, like, he just had the ability to play fine right field. Like, it wasn't even like he was a solution no. to a right field issue. He was a second baseman. This team's idiotic. Just go pay a right fielder, an actual right fielder, $14 million, and then you don't have to just have this issue. 
I guess they tried to do that with AJ or uh, uh, Adam Eaton, but again, then again, they they gave him like ten million. Yeah, and Adam they, Eaton Jock was Jock was ready to sign. They just need to give him more money or whatever. I think they actually gave him more money than the the Giants ended up taking. But like, if you want Jock, just go pay Jock. Like, just g- give Jock, him like Conforto, a million more. All these guys available, uh, maybe this year. Conforto says an option. But all these guys available to just sign. And your guy, you, you've been screaming from the rooftops from Adam Duvall. Available. Sign him. He would solve the right field problem perfectly. Speed, defense, and can throw, run into one every once in a while. It might be able that's to all run, you want. Might be able to run into 30 or so. Yeah, that's uh, all you want. I'm, I'd be excited for it. Uh all right, let's just uh, wrap this up. We got uh, some new White Sox reportedly uh, from the Athletics, Sam Blum and Ken Rosenthal, Angels bullpen coach, and I believe still he became the interim pitching coach in 2021, and I I think he held that title until now. So uh, new White Sox. Now I'm blanking out his name. Weiss. Oh, Matt Weiss. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the report in front of my face. Uh, Matt Weiss is now the new bullpen coach for the White Sox. He was hired as a bullpen coach for the Angels in 2020. And then through the 2020 season, 2021 season, he was named interim pitching coach and uh, I guess held that position uh, until the end of the 2023 year. The biggest thing that I've seen, which probably is scaring White Sox fans, is that all Angel fans are rejoicing. That Angel fans think that this will solve all of their problems. I don't know how that makes you feel, Herb. I mean, if they're saying, oh, man, this Matt Wise was uh, out here messing up all our pitchers, which they didn't have great pitchers to start with. Um, it's a bullpen pitcher. A bullpen, who cares for us? Right, I mean, he won't be Ethan Katz. He's not the pitching exactly. coach for us. I mean, I don't know what Kurt Hassler did necessarily. He just had a job for a long time. I'm glad he had a, that job for himself, and now he can be re-signed uh, somewhere in the White Sox organization. Fine, I guess, but it's also good to have more voices in the building to give what Brian Bannister and Keith the Katz want to do, and it seems like this guy's on board. Like, I'm sure that as a bullpen coach, I don't know exactly what your job is to do, to monitor the pitches the pitchers throw in the bullpen, to answer the phone when the guy says, hey, is he ready? Yeah, he's ready. Man, you're man, you're on it, Matt Wise. I hope you can do the head job correctly. I'm, <laughs> I'm simplifying this job. But I don't think him being on the White Sox is a huge thing, but I'm glad they got an experienced guy that's done the job that he's going to be doing for the White Sox before, and so he's not learning on the job like our general manager. Yes, or our manager. Oh, who's also, yes, that too. Uh, just was hired. And all our right fielders. Yeah. No, no. Some of our second basemen. It seems like that's an issue with this uh, organization. Maybe they should fix it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't – I wouldn't be super concerned – also, like, the Angels organization is terrible. I guess that's the thing that I'm just like, eh. Is like, we're like, if you're going to go get somebody, get somebody from the Astros or the Braves or the Dodgers. Those guys stay at their jobs because they want to stay at those jobs. The Angels. I mean, they got Josh Barfield. I mean, that was good, good hiring. That's good hire. I mean, the, the Astros have fired people. Like, their farm director got fired, or I guess is their, their, uh, her contract uh, expired. But she's a free agent. Like, we don't have a farm director. Like, go sign her. Um, that'd be fantastic. I mean, I, I don't know. And the White Sox have been on the forefront of hiring 
both women and minorities um, on their staff. So I think uh, Sean Dunstan's daughter is one of the people in the minor minor league staff for the White Sox that hired her last year. And then if we could bring another woman on, that'll be great. Especially she's qualified. Um, and Me. you saw that uh, Bob Melvin got the job out there in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I know they uh, interviewed a Mrs. Naylor. Maybe bring her over to be a bench boss or something like that. I don't know. I mean, it, I, you can't go wrong. I mean, we need more women here. I mean, Charlie Montoya is still there. You can? Sure. Okay. You'll do it? Mm-hmm. You're young right. enough. Sarah will do it. Um, Sarah has put her uh, name into the hat there. Um, and, hey, I like Matthew Lucas, too. Uh, don't fret. Uh, Whit Merrifield will solve both right field and second base. So, I mean, <laughs> I play both. I agree with him. I mean, I, I, I see the vision. They're calling himself off. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, w- I wouldn't be super worried that, you know, this guy is coming from the Angels because the Angels' pitching is so bad. I mean, like, he wasn't selecting the pitchers. Again, I don't know how important bullpen coaches are. Um, but again, it's just like, yeah, it wouldn't be bad to get somebody who was from a different organization. Uh, Final thing. As long as, as long as it's not from the Royals. We've that, done enough of that. This might break your brain because oh, it, 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 it broke my brain. Uh, this is a post on uh, the uh, White Sox Reddit, r slash White Sox, about Tori Lavolo or Lavello. Yep. How do you say it? Lavello. Lavello. Um, I believe. He's, uh, uh, th- this uh, poster said, I can't believe what he's accomplished with his young players and how he's handled his pitchers. Dot, dot, dot. I could say the same about Pedro Grafal, but hey, Lavello also lost 100 games managing his team. Not everyone's Bruce Bochy. I mean, do you have any faith in Pedro after this year? I mean, they lost 100, and they lost 100 games, but, I mean, Torrey did too. Like, is there any faith, or is just this this such a... Egregious, egregious season for Pedro and the White Sox. Show me Pedro's Merrill Kelly and Zach Kel- Gallon. Like when you got horses at the top, it's easy to manage. Or Brandon Fott. Like show me where the White Sox have that equal person. Like maybe they have Zach Gallon and Cease. Awesome. But where's their second guy, Merrill Kelly? Where's Brandon Fott? Where's the the subsequent guys like Paul Seawald? Um, who's the guy who came in the other day? Ginkle. Like, games are easy when you can throw to that guy, and he's throwing sweepers that start in the middle of the zone and go off the plate. Like, he did a good job, and I got tipped the cap. That's why I said the team was lowly last year. Did you see who was in the lineup? We're talking about Stone Garrett last year and other players who are not in the league anymore or not on the Arizona Diamondbacks. They improved their bottom line. Tommy Pham has helped their team in the trade deadline. Um, what Alec Thomas has done in the – couple years that he's been in the major leagues not necessarily with the bat in the regular season but in the postseason awesome and he's been great with the glove Corbin Carroll coming up this year has been a big time game changer for this team and they knew it and that's why they trade Dalton Varsho away because they're like we got too many people here let's go and get a Goriel who's give us a little bit more power and maintain the glove and so that's why Tori uh, Lovello is a little bit more successful with 100 losses a couple years ago and now he's the National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks I would say we have faith in that but we don't have the same team as they did and it won't be as easy for Pedro to go to who uh who's the tall dude that they no uh tall right-hander they had late in the year Lane Ramsey Lane Ramsey instead of Ginkle yeah well or Paul Seawald Two the year after they lose 100 games then they hire Brent Strom and 
I have been so excited about Brian Bannister, and I see Brian Bannister being the equal to Brent Strom, and you bring up, I mean, Kevin Ginkle, and that guy wasn't even on their team for most of this year, and this was a guy that was bouncing up between AAA and the Major League uh, roster, and they're trusting him in the Game 7 of the NLCS um, after he's bounced back up and down, and AJ saying uh, Brandon Fott was basically Jesse Schultons for the entire season, but the difference is, and I remember you like scoffing at yeah. him when he you know did well against the White Sox because mm-hmm. he had an 8-something ERA, yep. but he was a fifth-round pick, he, I see him very similarly to, you know, like Dylan Cease, a guy that kind of got overlooked because of the college. I mean, what college did Cease go to? He didn't go to college. He, he went to high school. school. He just he just went straight out of high school. school. Um, yeah, I mean, fought, went to Bellarmine. And uh, I was listening to the PHNX podcast, and they said uh, Brent Strom, apparently, when uh, Fought was away from the team or down at AAA, he called him and he was like, you need to stand on the other side of the rubber. And then he started being really good. Uh, and it's just like, you know, certain tweaks from really genius pitching coaches and, and pitching minds uh, can can really revamp this team. And if the White Sox can add a ton of defense and really change that profile of the team, um, I, I think that there is something there. I, I think that, again, the Diamondbacks model to getting to the World Series, I think could be repeatable for the White Sox. The White Sox have the best player out of all of those guys. I mean, like if you're, yeah. do, if you're having a draft of, you know, the white Sox and, and diamondbacks lineup, Luis Robert jr. Is the first pick. Is he? Yes. Corbin Carroll's goddamn good, man. You can take Corbin Carroll. I'll take the six, four linebacker. Yeah. Can hit the ball 118 miles per hour. Corbin Carroll's goddamn good. One plays center field. One plays right field. I know, but Corbin Carroll played center field when, uh, they had, a. Uh, Dude out. That's just because dude is just a superior uh, center fielder. Alec Thomas is. He just plays center field so well. You're going to look at me right now and say you would take Corbin Carroll over Luis Robert Jr. If we're just going from this career on, yeah. Corbin right Carroll right has, now, this point. Like, he makes less money, and this will be his second year next year. Yeah, well, I got Luis him for, Robert Jr. I, doesn't make any money. I got him for seven more years for really cheap, and he's going to put up, what, a five war each year minimum? Minimum each year. Gonna do it on the basis as we talked yesterday. Luis Robert doesn't steal as much as steal as much as we would like him because he's very successful at it. Twenty for twenty four on stolen bases, but he gets hurt often. Uh, Corbin Cor- Carroll, I'm in. I, I would love to see the day that Corbin Carroll hits thirty eight home runs. It's coming. It's not coming. He hit. Didn't he hit like twenty five this year? Yeah, twenty five is not thirty eight. He's coming. No, he's not. He's coming. Corbin we, Carroll we make, hit twenty five home runs. You're making another hundred dollar bet. That he's gonna hit thirty. So we guys got Corbin Carroll his, Carole, whole, his Carole, whole career. Yes, Cor- you you can pay you can pay me in twenty thirty eight. Corbin Carroll will not hit thirty eight home runs in his career. He might hit that next year. No, he won't. He might. You're He'll be crazy. Second year in the league. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Acknerwall twenty three is our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. And thank you to Sarah for producing. Thanks. The show. Uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow at three thirty. Goodbye. Y'all silly like the mayor. 